You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Fem Fam! Welcome to season 14 with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez of FemRegard Productions. If you guys are new listeners and you don't know who we are yet, we are a podcast geared towards the underdeveloped filmmakers. So that means all you indie filmmakers who are just starting out, maybe you've made a short or two, maybe you're brand new, maybe you've even made your first feature, but you're still finding you're learning stuff every day because we are definitely <laughs> learning stuff every freaking day. Um, so we just want to share our story and things that we've learned, the questions that we didn't even know to ask, all that kind of stuff with you, as well as bring on industry professional guests who know a whole lot more than we do to <laughs> tell you how they made it to where they are today. Yeah, it's um, been such a great journey launching this podcast and bringing on, we really try to find guests who are, you know, not necessarily celebs, but though we have had some, ayo. Um, but just that are really like in the heart of what indie film production is. So that way they can give you tangible insight into how to go about this crazy business that is ever evolving and changing. And um, and then, then tell you guys where we're at in our crazy production lives and, you know, our ventures towards making a film. So if you are new, we are, um, in the pre-production development. Yeah, I guess you could call it pre-development. We're in <laughs> development works of our first feature film. Uh, we've made several shorts, one of which is our award-winning short Desert Flowers, which go listen to our past solo episodes on that crazy set. But that's really what launched FemRegard and mm. taught us so, so much. Like, you know, we learned everything from production to editing um, on that short film. And that's why we always tell people, go out and shoot. You will learn so much. And definitely try to start smaller if you can. Don't... <laughs> Yeah, don't start, don't start with a Western, um, don't start with any period piece, really. Uh, you know, if you do, hey, come to us, we've got some suggestions, but we don't recommend it. Yes. Um, Although I will say, I do think jumping in blind for such a big project ended up being good for us because we weren't afraid to just try things. You know, we didn't realize how ridiculous some of the things we were trying to do were. So we had no fear. We had no imposter syndrome. We had none of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you were to ask us today, would we do this shoot tomorrow? We would say hell to the no. (laughs) Because (laughs) we like actually our asses. We might. Okay. We curse on the show too. Sorry, moms. Um, But we, we, it, it, there is something really nice about not knowing and just going for it. And like we, we studied as much as we can, but now that we know so much more, 
for our first feature film, we're trying to do what we call a smart producing, right? We're sticking to one main location. We're having like, you know, something that's near future-esque. So it, like the visual effects doesn't have to be so crazy. Which um, I guess still kind of counts as a period piece, right? Because it's girl, not present day. <laughs> <laughs> I love us. I love us. Tessa and I bonded over, you know, when we were first becoming friends and, and understanding what we wanted to do. Period pieces <laughs> Where our, our common ground was, where like, I really like, you know, we both come from musical theater background. We wanted to get into character or explore a world that's different than what we live exactly day to day. <laughs> so I think that's really funny you say that. Um, I'm not surprised at all that here we are again, doing yeah. something a little wild. <laughs> Of course, of course, we can't help ourselves. So yeah, go back and listen to those episodes. Um, I guess it wouldn't hurt to do just a quick refresher on what Sync is um, before we tell you a little bit more where we're at in the stages of development and and some tips and tricks that we have to share with you today. Um, so <laughs> Sync, it is are we're calling it a sci-fi Tessie, you want to break that down yeah so it's a psychological thriller set in a sci-fi world so we're combining those two genres and making it a sci like p-s-y as in psychological fi sci-fi get it yes i love it <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna um if you haven't already um please be following at sync the movie on Instagram. We're going to be plugging that, that, that genre tag. That's a new thing we're coming up with. You heard it here first here now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's set in this world where, you know, we could really see this happening, which is so crazy where we're all microchipped and, you know, can, you know, synced up to our phones. And that's what sparked this idea of coming up with this new communications app called Sync, where we're able to communicate just with our minds and share our thoughts and memories as a new way to understand one another and bond together. But when pairing with the wrong kind of individual, as our two main characters um, do, they are new, they're old friends who move in together years later, they um, quickly learn that maybe this wasn't the right decision. Um, and they have 72 hours. Well, one of them has 72 hours mm -hmm. to stop the sink. Dun, 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 before yeah. it's complete. So it's um, a thriller, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's scary when you start to realize like your, maybe your thoughts and your memories aren't your own. And it really mm. explores toxic relationships, which I feel like are are explored romantically. Like it's good that we're at least talking about toxicity in relationships nowadays but a lot of the times you don't actually get to explore that in a friendship you know in a domestic like roommate situation like this is so we Max. explore that theme a lot and then we also explore the theme of technology and how it's advancing so quickly and how we don't really have these like boundaries or safeguards in place in order to protect our own mental health. I mean, there's the argument of like social media and how that's affecting people every day, you know? So this is just kind of the next step and it shows, you know, we talk about the, the, the positives of it, why, you know, companies are putting this out, why they think it's a great thing. And then you see the negative of, the, of it, of what could happen. Um, so right. yeah, we have a lot of important themes in this film. And 
and we are just excited to kind of explore it in this medium and fuse because I think they really work hand in hand. The tech is the vessel for the toxic relationship to even advance further, right? So that being said, we are so excited to make this film. <laughs> we've we have been putting together an amazing award-winning team and um, all of that is super important when you're first getting started with a project, right? Tessa, we, we had to like, I think, talk to as many people as you can to kind of rally together, right? Yeah. And, and of course, <laughs> the making sure your script is solid. Yeah. So that, that took us about probably a year to really be in the best place and it's still being worked on. Um, it's, and yeah. Because we are, well, I should say Carolina, she's she's the writer of the team, um, but because she's not, I don't want to say just like quote unquote a writer, but not specifically a writer, like she also is wanting to direct this and we are both producing this, that she's coming at it in the writer mindset from the producer brain, right? There it so is. she's writing it to be able to be produced cheaply, efficiently, you know, all that kind of stuff. Which was like a decision we had to make from the very beginning when we were just considering the storyline of this is like, do we want to make this as cheaply as we can, like super duper low budget, just kind of knock out our first feature? Do we want to do it with a decent budget and like attach a name and have a chance to really like actually sell it and like get theatrical distribution, that sort of thing? So we kind of landed somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we decided yeah. to do it on a low budget, but it's still a budget. It's more than we can pay out of pocket. We're deciding not to attach a name to it, but we still think that we have a chance to distribute it streaming wise. So, you know, we don't necessarily expect it to end up in like theaters, but we know it's going to get out there. We know people are going to get to see it. So that was our decision that there's no right or wrong there. You know, for your first feature, like you decide where you're you're ready for, you know, and we also and decided to go non-union for this one. So, yeah. And, and we are both also keeping an open mind, right, to the ever-changing possibilities. But I think it's so important, like Tessa said, for us to have a guideline of where we see this going. Like you do need to kind of make a decision so you can talk about it to your investors or people like that you want to have on your team or, you know, think about it's so crazy. A lot of times I think uh, people don't think about distribution and where your film is going to land till after you've made the movie. And I think from our findings, we've done everything um, from the start, you know, finding your team, thinking about distribution, SVOD, learning about all the VODs. There's AVOD, TVOD, SVOD. Um, and Learning about all that, which we will try to get you guys a, a, another guest on the show to really go into all those different streaming platforms, because that can be a whole episode on its own. But just Google it, y'all. Like, <laughs> that's like what we spent so much time researching. And if you don't, if you want a really good guideline from us creating pitch decks to proposal um, proposals for our fiscal sponsors and our investors. Uh, we have designed this amazing draft copy of what a proposal, what ours included at least, and with some breakdown guidelines as to like what all these differentiating platforms and like plans could be for you. So yeah. if you want <laughs> access to that, all you have Freebie. to do 
freebie. Yeah, it's free, y'all. Like, we could charge, but we're not about to do that because I haven't seen anything like this. Like, we're not giving you a free LUT here. Like, this is the business. Yeah. Um, And it's not just like a like a lesson book. Like, it's, it's an actual no. template. Like, this is... You can just edit from, it. <laughs> yeah. This is taken from our current proposal that we're using. And we've, you know, taken out a lot of the stuff that's particular to our film. And, like, so you have the template that you can literally just go in on Canva, edit it yourself. I think you can download it from Canva if you aren't, like, Canva familiar. Um, but it also does have a lot of, like, statistics and facts and stuff in there that we left in there that we are presenting to the people that are reading our proposal. So you guys can learn something from it as well. But you can use this template for yourself. And yeah. in order to get it, um, there's a couple of things. So either if you are already subscribed to our newsletter, you'll be receiving that in June. And if you, so look out for the newsletter. <laughs> I know sometimes things come through our inboxes and we're too busy to read them and like whatever, we get it. But like look out for this one and, you know, download this template. You never know when you might need it. Or a friend might need it. Maybe you're not a filmmaker, but you have friend filmmakers. Like somebody can use it, I promise. Um, and if you are not subscribed to our newsletter yet, head on over to our website, femregard.com. A lovely little pop-up will come up as soon as you land on our homepage and you can enter your email address there. You can always also unsubscribe at any time. We're not going to hold it against you, <laughs> but it's basically a monthly newsletter that we share where we are in our journey. If we have something to ask from you, we do, whether that is, you know, subscribing to our YouTube page or passing the word along for this or whatever. But we also have giveaways. We have things like promotions and, you know, coupon codes and whatever. So as soon as you sign up, you're also going to receive this template. So new yeah. and old FemFam members will get this template. It, thank you. Beautifully said. Um, yeah, we, we don't, we don't do spammy. We don't share personal information. It's, it's literally look out for this monthly newsletter, which we just have the best giveaways, coupon codes and things like this that we're, we're trying to share. So, um, I really hope you guys like it. Uh, please, if you have any questions or comments, I'm super curious to see how you guys receive the template. Um, again, I tried to do some like info segments on to explaining things a little bit more, but um, it's, it's I think it's really simple and, and put together. And then you have to do the research for your film. So, you know, getting a little bit more into that, uh, for sync, so we know it's it's borderline psychological thriller, um, uh, and and the sci-fi, and it's small budget. So the next step for us is really to speak to investors or explain this to our audience. We have to find film comparables that are not just. I think we started at like some mainstreams, like what we would call is the black. Uh, it's Black Mirror meets Black Swan. But those are like really large budgets, right? So it's going on to thenumbers.com, going on IMDb Pro. And and I was looking at Deadline newspaper, uh, Deadline newspaper, <laughs> Deadline articles to find other films that were low budget that met this criteria that it's like these, these films can be made and they've done really well. And including that being so specific is only going to help, you know, present your project much more clear to an investor or um, 
a fiscal sponsor application ship fiscal sponsor application that uh, we're going to get into as well as to what that is and and why we approach that. But just getting the that together, I think that was really important. That kind of market research, who your audience is. We I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but really, like who is <laughs> who is your audience and. Uh, Tessa, do you want to speak on audience a little more or yeah, we I mean, can also go to distribution next well, just I to think, touch that? I think the thing um, is that whoever you're presenting this to, whether it's old-fashioned investors that respect that expect a return on their investment, whether it's donors, whether it's, you know, whoever it is, even friends and family, they want to know that A, this film is going to get made, that their money is going to be used be that people are going to see it you know a lot of films just get made they maybe go to one festival and then they don't even get put on the internet like people don't know what to do with it when they don't get distribution um but that could mean like that could mean festival run and then it's on youtube for free or that could mean it ends up on streaming or that could mean it ends up in theaters like that could mean a lot of different things but as long as people are going to see it and then see, yeah, the cold, hard numbers, you know, like especially people that are investing their money and expect a return on investment, they want to know that they're going to get something out of it. And a lot of people do invest in films just because they want to support a creative and they don't expect right. a lot of money back, but they also expect to not, you know, like be in the red, like they donated, you know, $500,000 and are getting $5 back, you know? So um, being able to show that, that you have a plan for distribution, that you have an audience built already, or you know who your audience specifically is going to be to prove that there is an audience for this film and then comparables. Like that is all stuff that's going to reassure whoever you are presenting this proposal to. Yeah. Um, that was really such a learning curve for Tessa and I. Um, I learned what a traditional waterfall um, of payment is. And if you're hearing this for the first time, it's the way a traditional investor will get their money back. And the waterfall effect, it comes from how when you first get money back, from distribution, how you fir it first goes into paying off any other production costs, then to your marketing, you know, distribution teams, they get a percentage. And then whatever is left over is then distributed to the investor, the agreed upon percentages. And then there's usually a 50-50 split between the producers, aka that would be us in this case, right? And the the investors, so they get further kickback. And that's like how, you know, it's you, you'll see the numbers start to kind of just trickle down as to then what is like remaining after that is uh, typically what you can then further collect or um, and then that's like where you end up the numbers. And I'm just kind of breezing by that. But these are terms, you know, that you have to just kind of become familiar with in the least. And, you know, yeah, on this our first feature film, we probably don't expect like a huge return, but just understanding that is so important. So you can speak to investors about, and you know, what's great about independent film, there's less of that waterfall trickling into studio costs, right? If you're working with a studio, they're going to take a large chunk of that. So that's another, I guess, bigger advantage to working with independent production teams because there's not that many people that it needs to, you need to pay out and give money to. So your investors will then get their return much quicker. 
Um, did I, did that make sense to us mm-hmm. as I'm yeah. <laughs> explaining that? Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're deciding how you want to finance your film, um, you're probably going to have an idea of what your budget is first, right? At least an idea if you, even if you haven't really broken it down. Um, so for us, knowing that we wanted to go into this with a $50,000 budget, which is ultra low budget in the world of, of Hollywood, even an independent film, yeah. um, we knew that there wouldn't be probably a huge return on investment on an investment because we couldn't afford to attach a name to it, which is usually kind of a maker or breaker for selling a film, right? Um, so little things like that, just kind of knowing like, is your film going to make money? Is it likely to? So that affects who you're going to ask to fund your film. So for us thinking, hey, I think we can get on streaming, but I don't think we're going to make a lot of money. So we decided to go the donor route instead of the traditional investor route. So in other words, we're asking people to donate money instead of expecting a return on their investment. But of course, why do people just want to throw their money at us? Well, we've got some reasons. (laughs) Um, So we (laughs) attached a fiscal sponsor to our film, which I will get into exactly what that means in a second. But in a nutshell, that means that our donors, whether they are individuals or companies, will receive a tax write-off or tax deduction on their donation. So they get that return, quote unquote. Um, and then they are also not only helping us, female independent filmmakers, which some people that is enough for them, which is awesome, but they're also helping the organization that is our fiscal sponsor, um, which we'll get into again specifically which one ours is, but that's always going to be a nonprofit. So it's kind of a twofold benefit that, you know, yes, they're not getting thousands of dollars back on their investment, but they're getting the tax deduction and they're getting to help out an organization while supporting the arts. Yeah, that perfectly said. And, and yeah, let's break down what the fiscal sponsor is, I guess. We'll just get into that. So like Tessa said, a fiscal sponsor is... Um, a nonprofit organization, and so they are more specifically a 501c3 nonprofit because that is specific to a tax code that are then investors can use as a uh, basically to to use as a donation receipt mm-hmm. in order to get you know a tax break on that. Um, so. Uh, that being said, they there's so many different ones. You got to do your research, right? And find one that you feel like aligns with your film, your message. And for us, we came across a couple. And the one we ended up with was From the Heart Productions, Inc. They're really passionate about helping independent filmmakers develop uh, stories that are not only creative and unique, but also impactful. Um, so they're amazing. Definitely check them out. And the other benefit of working with a fiscal sponsor, other than you have a larger organization as now a part of your team to help you pitch and to go contact other organizations and donors in our case is, um, the ability to apply for more grant opportunities and we will just be honest with y'all, like there aren't that many out there. We, we've done a lot of research, so I'm not going to say, oh my God, that's amazing. Now we're going to get a grant. We, we yeah. were hoping that would be the case, but. 
I have it, a feeling, and yeah. I don't, I can't say for certain, but um, I have a feeling it, in this post-COVID world, a lot of the grants have went away because mm. upon our research, <laughs> I found many extensive lists of grants um, that were like a few years old, you know, from like 2016 or 2018 or whatever. Um, and many of them either didn't apply to us. There are, I will say, definitely more grants for documentaries than anything else. Um, yeah. Which I get. I understand that. Um, a lot of them are very specific to either certain, like, ethnicities or um, locations. Like, certain states will have grants yeah. specific to, like, you have to film it in that state. Um, very specific grants like that. I get that as well. Um, but a lot of the grants that would have applied to us are no longer around. So again, it's like you kind of just have to do your research, lots of Google searching, lots of going to that web page, searching through a bunch of things, <laughs> finding, okay, is this grant still active? Can yeah. I apply? All that sort of stuff. But um, you don't have to be connected to a nonprofit fiscal sponsor for every grant, but some that some you do. So it is definitely helpful. It does open you up a lot more to those opportunities. And plus, like Carolina was saying, it's also just um, the more people you know always helps you out, right? You always have more yeah. connections that way. So being connected to a nonprofit organization, especially one that is film specific, which it doesn't have to be, but from the heart, for instance, is, um, they already have all of these relationships with so many different individuals and companies that can help you with your film. I mean, on their website alone, there's like a tab that you can go to that you can hire like entertainment lawyers, grips and electric, uh, like all everything you could possibly need. They know somebody. Um, sometimes you can get discounts that way too, which is amazing. Um, so when you're doing your research for the organiz organization that you want to partner with, Check out that stuff too. Check out what connections they have. Check out what films they've financed in the past and what has happened with those films. You know, like, did they get made? Yes. Did they go on to yes. be successful? All that kind of stuff. Um, it's Do a lot of research. research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I mean, it is hours upon hours of just Googling <laughs> um, and writing up proposals and applying to things. And it's kind of like the annoying thing when like nowadays when you apply for a job, like you have your resume and you still have to fill out every fucking thing on the <laughs> website. Like, just let me attach the goddamn resume. That's kind of how this feels. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. We worked so hard on this proposal and I still have to type everything out. It's all these other questions. So it's a lot of work, but it can pay off in the end because now we're able to approach other organizations and individuals and say, hey, we would love your donation. This is where the money is going to go. This is how we're going to use it. This is why it's going to be beneficial to you. Like we've got all of this plan laid out, you know. It's not sketchy to exactly. the investor. It's like, oh, exactly. oh, okay. I see where it, yeah, everything is like transparent very clear, succinct. Yeah. We've said we were like, at this point, we know our proposal in and out, yeah. you know? Hey, Fem fam, have you heard us raving about Jambox yet? Because let me tell you, it's such an amazing tool for filmmakers, podcasters, advertisers, and anyone who needs music for their projects. Jambox.io is so versatile. They've got songs and sound effects organized by artist, genre, mood, and tags. And they're actually affordable. 
For as little as $9.99 a month for independent creators, $6 a month for students, or $19.99 a song, you can choose whether a subscription-based membership or a la carte pricing works better for you. And they're flexible. For individual creators, to commercial, to advertising, to theatrical release, they've got you covered. Plus, they're constantly growing and evolving. With new songs and playlists all the time and customer service on point, they really do have everything you need. We've been working with them for a while now and couldn't be happier. That's why we have a special coupon code for our listeners. For 10% off your purchase, make sure you enter code FEM10 at checkout. That's FEM, F-E-M-M-E, 10 at jambox.io, where they connect creators with ridiculously good music and sound effects. And just so you guys know, to like just kind of the technicality of how the money flows with a fiscal sponsor, um, there's different ways to accept the money. We've decided to do kind of like a crowdfunding campaign, essentially. Um, The platform we did it is really great. That's what From the Heart works with the most. Um, It's just super user friendly, just makes things like one click really easy. Mm -hmm. But regardless of how you do it, the money essentially goes from the donor to the fiscal sponsor. The fiscal sponsor will then, will then take out their percentage because remember, some of this money is going to their organization to keep them running. And then they will send you the rest. So it's a little like oh, triangle kind of thing, I guess. Um, but, you know, yes, you're going to lose a percentage. Like we said, some of it goes to the organization, but you're still going to get most of the money. And that way it's just all it's one easy flow. Um, it's really pretty simple. Yeah, because with the fiscal sponsorship, um, if they're helping you run a campaign, there's going to be like an administrative fee, you know, for them, you know, having people hired to work on this campaign and do all these transactions with you. So just so you guys know, like anywhere you can, I think, I would just say rule of thumb under 10%, right, is Mm -hmm. like... Anything over, maybe be sketched out, do some more research. But I, I think a six to eight percent like administrative fee we found is very normal. And that um and just keep in mind too, if you are doing this without a fiscal sponsorship, that there is going to be a percentage transactional cost with, you know, your Indiegogo campaign or mm-hmm. like your Uh, your other the other campaigns that are out there so it's just a standard kind of thing that happens and that's where you do your research okay how much what's the differentiating percentages like that makes sense for me because you know that's the money you're gonna have left over after all of that's done so definitely keep those those costs in mind when you're doing business yeah I mean literally no matter what you do unless you are accepting cash donations (laughs) like there's going to be some kind of fee even if you're doing like Venmo and PayPal you know once you get over a certain amount they flag that to add on a fee like no matter what you're doing there's going to be a fee and the more people you have to go through the more fees are going to get tacked on right so like for instance if you have from the heart as your fiscal sponsor but you decide to go with a different crowdfunding platform like Indiegogo, for example. That's yeah. going to be a different amount of fees because they don't work directly with them. So, like, you're going to have Indiegogo's fees plus from the heart's fees and, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah like Carolina said, just do your research. Make sure you know exactly how much is going to be taken out of your money. 
And on that note, too, when it comes to prizes and perks, <laughs> um, mugs, t-shirts, posters, all those things cost. Yeah. Can you be more creative and maybe give Aunt Sally not a mug, right? Do, like, do, do we need another mug is the question. Like, think, because you're going to pay for that, for not only the cost of the mug, but the shipping. And that mm-hmm. is going to kill you, and then you're going to have no monies. Souvenirs so. are not, like, we're over that. <laughs> They're expensive to make, to ship, and nobody wants them. Digital souvenirs. I mean, like maybe Aunt Sally. Maybe, but <laughs> well, Aunt Sally can go buy her own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> digital souvenirs, things like NFTs. That's the new way of the future, and it doesn't cost you anything to make unless you're going to like mint it and actually officially make an NFT. But like, it's going to be way cheaper for everyone involved, and then that's you know on somebody's computer, and they can reference this like, hey, I donated. $50,000 to this amazing film. Look at this cool oh. piece of art I got. But it's not, you know, a t-shirt that's sitting in their closet that they never yeah. wear. Or things like, you know, producer credits. A lot of, some people, like, that is the coolest fucking thing to them. And for them to, be, like, to see those credits rolling or to look on IMDb and see, like, executive producer, their name, that is amazing, you know? Or tickets to a premiere. If you know that you're going to screen this movie at, so-and-so theater whatever next year like give people tickets for that you know give the people what they want and that is not a muck so (laughs) I think you can be creative and like Tess is saying there's so many digital things to do nowadays and or just like credits like you were saying I love that I I think that is such a cool feeling especially for, for people who aren't in film even who are I would like more producer credits so you can I like absolutely I want to be credited <laughs> so um no that is that is definitely key so just keep all that in mind because you are you you want to keep the money that you're obviously working so hard to collect so on that note um yeah, we, we are, we're doing a fiscal sponsorship. We have that down. We are launching a We Did It campaign. It's a new platform that we learned from, from, from the heart organization. And we really like it because A, we get support from them to run it. So that's always really nice. But B, like it's so customizable um, and really able to just make it fit exactly our campaign needs yeah um, it's, Tessa, it's super yeah it's it. super user-friendly um super customizable as carolina said and they you you don't have to have a fiscal sponsor to use them like they can just you can do normal crowdfunding with them but they mm-hmm. are set up in a way that it it all flows really easily for a fiscal sponsor you know a lot of other crowdfunding platforms aren't set up to accept that so you're paying extra fees to like set things up and you know it just it makes it a little bit more complicated just because they're not built for that whereas we did it is specifically built for that um another thing that i really liked is you're able to run multiple campaigns so like you basically like make your profile and then you can do different campaigns if you want so like if you are a filmmaker that's making films all the time and you're like constantly connected with this fiscal sponsor like you can just have your profile page through your fiscal sponsor, like running always and you're always able to accept donations. But then per film, you create a new campaign and then you promote that. Like you've got a lot of options. That's really cool. 
and we're excited to officially launch that. We think um, it's definitely, again, follow us on IG if you're not. Obviously, if you're listening, you're obsessed with us. We're obsessed with you. So at Fem Regard, but at Sync the Movie, we will have these updates when we're fully launched and of course we're going to keep you guys posted on how all of that goes um but we are we're thinking we're going to do a summertime launch with that and yeah just keep your eyes open guys because like once we launch trust me uh you will see if you are following us anywhere like we will make sure y'all hear about it um loud and proud baby yeah which is also by the way if you do do crowdfunding Make sure you promote it. You can't expect people to see it once and remember. Like, there's been times, even, like, friends of mine that have, that I'm like, oh, I want to support that. But it's like, I'm right. at work on my phone scrolling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, got to remember to do that later. I don't remember. I've got shit going on in my life. We all do, right? So, like, you have to constantly be promoting and advertising stuff like this. It's, it's so important. I love that you said that because it could feel annoying and incessant. But the amount of times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to donate to that campaign. I really want to help my, fr- like my friends film, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, I, I keep meaning to. I keep meaning to. And every time it pops up, one of those times, I'm in a place a time and place where I can like go in and and do it and so um I think you know just I reminders are everything I love that you said that and giving yourself enough time to do the marketing for it you know Mm -hmm. creating videos and ads so um Tess and I just did that this week um in prep we're literally we're giving ourselves a month um to to really prep for the the campaign launch so we have you know just our posts organized and that's Mm -hmm. like the behind the scenes that you're hearing right now with us candidly speaking about it creating the videos the visuals and and having it so that way we can just roll and flow because guys we got a busy summer we're both traveling we're both podcasting we're both job 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 shit (laughs) we're jobbing (laughs) We're jobbing. <laughs> Adulting and jobbing do- over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, you know, stay hydrated all at the same time. So it's a lot. And, and Which I'm goes to say, like, like, two things. Um, first of all is, like, if you are able to plan around your life of, like, making your, your feature film, like, if you can plan for a time when you are not going to be as busy to be doing this development and pre-production stuff, I highly recommend it. Now, of course, life gets in the way. It's very difficult to plan things like that. Yeah. So the other thing is, you can do it. Like, we are busy <laughs> as fuck, and we're still pulling it off. So if oh my we God. can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I'm so proud of us, girl. I'm so proud of you, my girl. Um, no, because I, I literally, when we were filming our, our little like um our promos and our videos are explainers because you got to do a pitch video with your campaign even on we did it like that's not that doesn't mean we don't do a pitch video just because it's like not the indiegogo stuff like you're always going to want those things um yeah need to plug that like definitely make some sort of pitch video explaining your project because um i i got some great advices from shout out to kat garen um that, you know, we could have this 20-page beautifully done proposal doc and still investors are like, and it's not overwhelming. It looks great. Like, it's amazing. If you're a Patreon uh, subscriber, you're going to get to see it 
exclusively. So again, the mailing list downloads, you guys are going to get a template, but our actual Patreons, if you donate to us, um, literally $10 a month and up are going to get this exclusive breakdown and you will see it's visually pleasing. It has all the stats, but <laughs> yeah, still people might not have the time engagement to read things. Um, you know, who reads anymore? So having a pitch video is just like that other thing that you need to have on your website, on your campaign, like all of that. And I was, I just went on a tangent about all of that, but that to say is like, you know, when Tess and I were doing this and, um, you know, we, we again, our, have our podcasting and our other episodes and our own life worth planning around, like she had to leave to go do, do an uh, acting gig right after. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, we're about to start the brink of the real madness of like fundraising. And I'm just so grateful for you because other people, I think it does take a special person to do what we do. And I think another person would be like, you are insane. <laughs> like, how do you have time to fit all this and still accept life and more? Like, you know, I'm planning a bachelorette party at the same time, you know, and like whatever. But you know, you definitely need to set boundaries. I think we talked about that in our previous episodes and, and like, you know, don't overwhelm yourself, but it's still, it's still possible. If you really want to do something, you're going to do it. That's just, you just got to make that decision. I think it can be as easy as that to stick with something, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easier. <laughs> so I'm glad I found someone as crazy as you, Tessa, to, <laughs> to do all the things with me, like literally all the things. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's finding, it's finding your own balance. There, there will never be like an actual balance, you know, but it's no. deciding like what's important to it's you. It's like and... deciding to have a baby. It's never yeah. a great time. You just got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been in nine months of development and now we're going to have the baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's deciding what's important to you, what you have time for. Uh, finding somebody to support you like Carolina is for me and I am for her and like you know yeah. all of those things work together like I tell people all the time I would never be doing this if it weren't for Carolina because doing this on my own I, no absolutely not you know and there's also there's times when I'm like I don't want to fucking do this I'm so tired <laughs> I'm so frustrated and there's other times where I'm like yes this is so cool this is a, we're getting somewhere I'm so proud of us you know like it's it's a back and forth all the time. All the time. Exactly. And like I was talking to someone yesterday that was I was kind of explaining like what we're going through right now with our film and he was like, "Well, I mean, it's fun though, right?" And I was like, "It will be fun. <laughs> when we're through this part, it will be fun and it'll be worth it." You know, so it's just you got to get through the shit to get to the cool stuff, but like Right. You know, there's, it's, it's work. It is, it's a career. It's a job. It's work, but like, we're doing it because we love it. And yeah, you just have to, you have to find the balance. And sometimes it's even just the balance of like, okay, I know I'm going to do this, but like this week I'm taking for myself. Yeah. Next week is going to be work week or even day to day or hour to hour, you know, like it's independent film is independent. It's on you. You get to decide. And well said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Independent is independent to you and your needs. And mm -hmm. so that's why I'm so glad. Yeah. To have you as a producing partner. We very much understand that. And like, you know, we, we are always in constant communication, but we never pressure. We have deadlines and we never like be annoyingly pressure, but we also trust that the other person is getting the shit done. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the best way to put it, uh, right? 
right yeah. beside the cat. Find a producing partner you can trust mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's on the same page as you. Because uh, I do hear a lot of, you know, horror stories of people that just work with their friend that, you know, they were good friends and they thought it would work out, but they never have worked in business together and then ended up like, you know, one person just dropped the ball. And, you know, for Carolina yeah. and I, it, we got lucky. Like, we we knew each other, but we weren't, like, really friends yet. Like, we weren't close yet. And we decided to go into business together first and then became really good friends from working together and just being together all the time. You know, so, like, we, had we that, got Because we had that foundation of respect, yeah. too. I was like, I respect her. I can see she's a hustler. She wants – she genuinely comes to the table bringing the same – things I want and will receive and give like you know Mm -hmm. like Tessa's just on the board like you know down to hustle stay communicative and like and on it and like and I can trust her so you know you don't always have to be like BFFs like I honestly don't recommend it find someone who you can like just respect as a human Mm -hmm. being and like is yeah creatively it's intimate though too so to that point you know, I think you're right to say you, we want to be aligned and have the same creative vision. That's so important. Um, so that's from regard, y'all. But yeah. I do. Yeah, I would 100% say it's uh, it, to do it yourself. I know we have people, but I think even people who come on the pod and say, yeah, yeah, I'm a producer. I made this film, but it's never just themselves, really. They have a team that comes together and works on it together. So if you are feeling overwhelmed after listening to this episode and like be like, oh my God, like I don't have a Tessa in my life yet. Like go get yourself a Tessa in your life. <laughs> like go, that's why networking and, and and talking about your project sharing and like that will like attract the right people, I think mm-hmm. into your circle. And that's what we do. We haven't been shy on the show. I think to share sync with all of our guests, with the people that, you know, we come into contact with, cause you never know who like, they might not be interested in working with you, but they might not know someone who could be a really good fit for your team and your project. So um, yeah, band together with people like this isn't film is not is independent only to the business, not to the team and the, yeah. the field. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that about wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, I I want to plug all of our social media real quick, uh, for Please. especially for the new listeners, but also for existing listeners in case you are on one of these platforms and don't know that we are. So uh, we're going to start with our Patreon, um, because like I said, we will be crowdfunding, but we will share that with you when it goes live. So if you want to help us out until then, you can go to patreon.com slash femregard. Our website, where pretty much everything is located, anything that you can't remember from what I'm about about to say, (laughs) will be on the website, and that is just femregard.com. If you want sync-specific news, you can go to femregard.com slash sync. Um, The sync handle on Instagram is going to be synkthemovie. Um, our normal handle on Instagram is just femregard. Uh, Twitter handle is fem underscore regard. Facebook handle is femregard productions. TikTok handle is femregard TV. YouTube, we don't have a handle because we don't have enough followers yet. Um, but you can just search for us on YouTube, just femregard. Um, we've got all of our podcast videos up there, our short films, our award winning desert flowers. Um, and anything else that I've forgotten to mention? No, just guys, sign up for this newsletter. I, I promise, um, even if you're just 
like not like again we started with the end of what people think of as distribution and planning right at the beginning so if you're just even thinking about an idea for a script just read it you don't have to be overwhelmed it's not overwhelming it, it'll just help guide you so really encourage everyone to take advantage of this free you know download or template that we're giving out it's i think it's really going to be helpful and Again, let us know what you think. I, I really want to know so that way if I do something next time around that I know how you guys received it. It's super important. But thanks, fam fam. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for all the amazing, you know, messages and support for our show. Uh, you know, you guys way, keep us going. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, rates and reviews are always appreciated. Follow oh subscriptions, likes, all that stuff um, yes. on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, especially. Um, and YouTube. Um, Apple Podcast is where you can actually leave a written review. Um, wait, sp does Spotify allow that now? Is that, isn't that uh, You can give us five stars on Spotify. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, it all helps us basically just get bumped up in the algorithm so that more people can discover us. So that really helps us out. It helps us get sponsors to keep this thing a going for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little quick, easy way that you can give back to us if you enjoy the show. But either way, we appreciate you guys. We love doing this show for you guys. So Thank you always for being supportive and listeners and part of the Femme Fam. Stay tuned for an amazing season ahead. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.